Hey everyone and welcome to a new edition of the Iowa Agronomy Update. Uh, we've got a special guest with us here today. Uh, just happened to be here in, at our Huxley site for a couple days and uh, we got Jared Webb here with us. He's a DeKalb uh, product manager and uh, we thought we'd take a few minutes and, and just kind of chat with Jared and, and uh, kind of uh, go behind the scenes of what, what it is to be a DeKalb product manager. And so welcome to the podcast, Jared. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Jared, just give us a little glimpse on what, you know, what does it, what does a product manager really do for, for a brand like DeKalb? Sure. Uh, so, so really, I mean, my job's fairly simple in that aspect. I mean, I'm tracking performance and trying to find products to meet the needs of our farmer customers. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, obviously, we represent the whole country with DeKalb. We sell mm-hmm. in all major corn producing regions. And, um, you know, so I'm visiting with the local field personnel to understand, you know, how the products are performing, what the needs are of the local growers. Mm-hmm. And then I work with our breeding uh, program or you know, yep. commercial breeders, commercial breeders yep. to, to try to find the products to meet those needs. So it's really kind of matching up the needs of the farmers with what our pipeline is generating and, and also trying to help direct our uh, product pipeline, our research to areas that maybe we need to improve on or emerging needs or emerging diseases um, to help meet those needs of the farmers. Right. And then, uh, you know, just kind of making sure that, uh, you know, evaluating the, the performance in the end and, and yep. deciding yep. when we want to bring something new. Yeah, is it safe to say that you're, you're kind of the, the middleman that gets to signal back to breeding of, of where, the, where the landscape in the, in the commercial side is, is headed towards and then you get to signal towards uh, maybe our manufacturing group of you know hey what does what does our forecast kind of look like on on the sales side too so absolutely yes that's right so I mean actually just right now here in February we're meeting with all the sales teams yep. working on our forecast for 2020 you know yep. setting the future direction yep. and then you know I'm to share those you know kind of that what I learned in those meetings back with breeding to help them set targets of where they need to go in the future and, sure. and you know, sometimes it stays fairly consistent. Sometimes you see emerging trends mm-hmm. that uh, we need to shift our focus towards. Yeah. So, Jared, you've been you've been here for two days. You you've met with uh, what uh, six six or seven different sales teams sure. uh, for over uh, three different states. And I mean, that's a that's a lot of information. I mean, just a lot of product performance. You know, across a wide variety. I mean it. I mean that. I mean, when you think about nationwide, you know, in such a diverse lineup like DeKalb, you know, how does a guy keep all that straight? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, definitely can be a little challenging at times, but uh, obviously, I mean, I rely a lot on the local experts, the technical agronomists, sure. to to help provide me the information because I. <laughs> As much as I, you know, like to get out in the field and look at products, and I, I usually spend about three months of, of the year in the fall out looking at products, but I have to rely a lot on them to help me understand some of the challenges they're seeing. So kind of being my eyes and ears on the ground, yep. and uh, you know, taking good notes of what they have to say, and and uh, you know, making sure that uh, we have a lot of conversations mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. we're understanding sure. what's going on well. So we. Um you talked about some of the challenges and you know when we think about Iowa and our environment here you know we we've had and we think back over in you know I kind of fall in the same camp we we tend to always just remember last year mm-hmm. but when we think back at least two years we've had some phenomenal yields uh, but we've had pockets 
that have certainly uh, had some struggles. And so what is it about the Iowa environment that, that, give us, that gives your role or, or a brand, you know, what is it about the Iowa challenge that just kind of makes it a challenging sure. environment? Well, I mean, it could be Iowa or it could be other states, but I think the one big challenge is just it's weather, right? Yeah. The weather brings different challenges. Think back 2017, especially northwest Iowa, you had a lot of really dry conditions, mm -hmm. right? Then you go to 2018, and especially northeast Iowa, we had yeah. super wet conditions. And, yeah. you know, the, the hard part of that is just trying to find a, a product that can handle the diversity that you're going to face yeah. uh, across years. Yeah. And those are the products that uh, I really look for and I want. Um, and same with the breeders. I mean, that's what they're looking for yep. as they advance them each year through the, the product pipeline to seize that stability across years. Yep. Because, you know, this year was wet, next yep. year may be dry yep. again. And so you want that product that can perform in both those years. Yeah. So I think the key thing you, you mentioned there was, was stability mm -hmm. and um, we um, we mentioned a lot about keeping um, that uh, stability um, really into the into the diversity in our in our lineup. And I think we mentioned it, right? I mean, there's the two different years and and wet and dry and 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 heat units is probably a big yeah. one big one there as well, but. You know, what is it, I mean, is it just stability or is it a combination of other things or, or high yield and, and disease trait characteristics? Sure. I mean, there's got to be a combination there that, that kind of fits everything, right? Well, I mean, obviously we're always looking for that perfect combination of, you know, great disease package, uh, high yield mm -hmm. with great stress tolerance, can tolerate wet conditions. But, um you know, it's why it's important to, you know, for any grower to mm -hmm. plant a mix of hybrids, a sure. package, um, because, you know, the perfect corn hybrid ha sure hasn't been created yet. Right. I mean, there's some, you know, obviously been some great products and, yeah. and uh, going to be a lot more great ones to come. But, you know, as environments change, some, you know, per relative performance between products change a little bit. But, you know, the, the key to the stability thing to me is you know, looking at a, a broad range of environments, mm -hmm. even within a year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though this year is really wet in Iowa, um, you know, there are other regions of the country that may plant the same RM where it was dry. So I look at a broad range of regions like that so I can understand the stability of a product sure. just so hopefully next year in Iowa, you know, that, that product will do well if it's drier. The other thing you mentioned, you know, kind of we started to hit on was, was disease. And, um, you know, obviously, it's hard to get great tolerance to every disease, but really trying to focus on the key ones. I mean, obviously Iowa being such a, you know, the yeah. number one corn producing state, you know, product or diseases like anthracnostock rot, gray leaf spot. Yep. Um, I really put a lot of emphasis on those. Yeah. Um, you know, one, a good example, a couple of years ago, Physoderma really oh, yeah. snuck up on us in a wet year. Yep. And so that that's one that kind of came up and required a shift yeah. in our focus. Um, so trying to, you know, sniff those out on the early end mm -hmm. of what those emerging problems could be right. and uh, try to, you know, select germplasm is going to be strong. Yeah. That's really important to my role. What, you know, Jared, let's let's take a step back. How many how many years have you been in the, the product manager role? 
I've just about almost four years. Four years now. Yeah. Okay. So, and and you were you were a tech rep in a number of different positions uh, before that, and mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things that we've seen in in our lineup probably in my time here in the state was just the just the tolerance to Goss's will mm-hmm. over over the years and how we went from being um, probably deficient in that area to be now an industry leader in some of that germplasm. So what's the next Goss's will? Is it Pfizerderma? Is it tar spot? You know, what what do you think from your perspective? Are we... <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like Pfizerderma, um, we have you know, some good germplasm that Mm -hmm. is is pretty strong on that. So I think that uh, if needed, we can shift more heavily to that strong germplasm. I think tar spots the one that could become more of a challenge because uh, it's not something we've been looking for. Obviously it's a brand, you know, new disease in the last couple of years uh, to the Midwest and, and, you know, came from Latin America and one that there just isn't a lot of germplasm overall across any, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, germplasm in the U.S. Uh, strong tolerance to it and so it's going to require some breeding effort and depending on you know this year it seems like from what the pathologists say that you know we had a pretty favorable environment uh, in several regions and if that inoculum from that disease continues to spread out uh, you know farther if it comes farther west into Iowa Mm -hmm. um, and we get a favorable environment again we could see a lot broader problem now it does seem like you know possibly fungicides have some uh, impact or yeah. so, you know help yeah. some benefit some there, benefit to it, yeah. uh, but it's definitely going to require some genetic uh, uh, breed, you know, breeding yeah. to to help overcome that if that does get bigger. And right. so, uh, but going to take some time, right? Yeah, I mean, it will. Not, not going to be overnight. Yeah, absolutely. Our our breeders are already working on it, and and you know we're trying to do as much screening as we can, even already, to determine is there some germplasm that we have today that's a little better than others, but. Uh, to really get a true step change, we're going to have to integrate germplasm from, say, Latin America, where they it's been a consistent disease, mm-hmm. and we've got known tolerance in into our uh, locally adapted germplasm. Yeah, Jared, what you've mentioned a couple things here, whether it's you know new uh, up and coming uh, disease pressures, uh, you've mentioned Mother Nature. What? What is it, you know, what gives you the biggest curveball? What's the toughest part about managing the lineup? I, I mean, yeah, we, we said, you know, environment's probably one of the big ones. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think the other, you know, things I'd point out is just uh, you've got a lot of different, uh, you know, production practices. When you go yeah. region by region, yeah. uh, you've got a lot of different uh, production or, you know, soil producing capabilities, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got farmers that, Maybe their average yield on their farms uh, 140 bushels versus the next farmer, you know, a, di- a little different region is 220. Yeah. And just trying to find the needs to meet all those different yeah. demands and production styles and practices yeah. is uh, can be so, challenging. So that goes back to the old, you know, workhorse versus racehorse type sure. products, right? And how do you know how do we keep the lineup diverse to meet to meet those needs and and stable, right? You mentioned yeah. stability, so. Switch it around a, a little bit. What what do you like most about you know the your role and and what you do with the the lineup? Sure. So you know I I grew up on a farm in Illinois. Dad dad and brother still farm and uh, for me uh, it's really exciting to get out there in the field uh, to be looking at corn 
trying to find something that can really help farmers like my dad mm -hmm. uh, improve their yields or you know solve sure. a problem with like we said with a disease or something yeah. that they have on their farm you know to improve their their bottom line and yeah. uh you know just got a real real passion for corn and enjoy yeah. being out in the field and and That's good. Uh, Look it, it takes a it takes a good passion i'm sure to be able to 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 face all these different environments and challenges that we go through so um one last question here for you before we uh let you head back to st louis what in the lineup you like you said you've been here four years you, you've been around the industry you've been around uh our business for for quite some time you know but what what are you most excited about in the decalb lineup over over the next couple years you know it's been a couple of years now i guess three years ago we, we launched the first decalb disease shield product sure. and we've been each year trying to expand that portfolio and, and that's one that really excites me because we talked about that change in environment the mm -hmm. diseases popping mm -hmm. up and that's where i mean through breeding and the use of new you know molecular markers um, advanced tools we're getting better disease packages to a broad range of diseases sure and you know we talked about stability and i think what that does is improve the stability for the grower so that yeah. growers can be you know have more predictable outcomes yeah. where they're not less risk less risk i mean yeah. you know one year I, as an example my dad's farm uh we got southern rust really bad mm -hmm. one year mm -hmm. and a hybrid that was tolerant versus one that wasn't on his own farm it was 70 bushel difference yeah. and that's that's what really can hurt a farmer because yeah. you don't plan on those and yeah. that, that hurts. That'll ruin a day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so maybe a year, right? Yeah. That that certainly uh, can can sting for for quite a while. So, yeah. uh, you know, Jared, I, I certainly appreciate you sitting down here with us on the podcast and, and enjoyed you uh, your insight into into the DeKalb lineup. Um, you know, uh, definitely stay tuned. We we work with a lot of the Iowa agronomists here, and we're going to dive deeper into some of the new products you guys just got done launching mm -hmm. um so stay tuned uh with that and we'll be uh we'll lead into that with our with our local agronomists and see their insights into what the what the new products in the decalb lineup will do for you uh, on your farms over the next couple of years so thanks for joining us and we'll we'll be back again thank you thanks